This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement. And most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup. Welcome to CT Startup. This is David Menard from Brother Kalina. With me today is Eric Francis from Trifecta Ecosystems. And our special guest today is Nan Price from Innovation Destination Hartford. Good morning. Hello. Now, Nan, this is actually your second time on the podcast. You did a uh, 10 minute quick session once when we were recording at a, uh, a CT, C- CT Innovation Summit. Summit? Yes. Yeah, there's one up in Hartford, right? I, I mean, is it just me, or can you just throw the words innovation, startup, summit, summit. or you know, somewhere in there and just together, and you'll come up with an event that actually happens? Sure, yeah, and, and yeah. I was obviously there. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure isn't happening anymore, because Bruce Carlson, who's on our podcast, right, he's uh, actually stepping down from, from that role. And they've, and they've changed to a new event called Scale Up. Yeah, Scale Up CT, yes. I believe. Right? I believe yeah. that's, uh, I want to say not next week, maybe the week after. Oh. I want to say November 6th. Yeah, yep. I, li- I like their logo. Their logo actually works. It does. You yeah. know, <laughs> you actually find uh, we don't mention dates too much on the podcast because by the time people actually hear this, it'll be oh, December thirtieth. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you can still mention it. It was a great event. We're all there. We had a marvelous <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to assume. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Nan, tell us. Uh, you, you know, you, just tell us everybody what you're doing because <laughs> you, you and you well, and what you do and the podcast are kind of on like similar tracks. Absolutely. So. Yes. Um, we kind of started off around the same time. So um, for those who don't know, Innovation Destination Hartford is an initiative of the Metro Hartford Alliance. Um, the brand and the website serve as a hub for innovation and entrepreneurship throughout greater Hartford. So my role as website curator is to meet different startups and entrepreneurs throughout the region um, tell their success stories, showcase the region as a great place to start and grow businesses and to stay. Um, you know, we have all the resources here in the area and also throughout Connecticut. Um, and we need to make people aware that they are here and people are, you know, grinding and making things happen and they can stay here and they don't need to leave. So that's sort of the premise of, of what we're trying to build and showcase. So it's been three years. What, what's your, uh, what's your take on it? Uh, Yeah, the site launched September 2015. I cannot believe that it's been more than three years. I've I've met and interviewed, um, I I started counting, actually. Um, So about, I would say, 300-plus people and companies over time. Um, My take on it is... I'm absolutely floored. I, I, you know, coming into it, I wasn't really aware of any startup or entrepreneurial ecosystem, so to speak. And it's just, I'm astounded by all of that is happening in the area and I'm amazed and encouraged and inspired by uh, the work that people are doing to make Greater Hartford and Connecticut um, you know putting it on the map basically as a place that it does have innovation that does have um, you know fintech insurtech uh, what am I missing here <laughs> all the different you know sort of initiatives and hubs that are happening it's it's just it's been awesome I love what I do and I love all the people I meet so what are the uh, biggest developments from your perspective over the past three years? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say InsureTech has really been bubbling up. There's the, um, I don't know if I should name names, it's, there's the uh, Hartford sure. InsureTech hub. There's 
InsureTech Hartford. There's just there seems to be a lot with sort of the fintech and insuretech initiatives that are going on. But you know, as far as my work, I mean, I interview people from every single type of industry, so it's 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 impossible. It feels like to keep my finger on the pulse of what is going on because. Um, you know, Dave and I had caught up recently, and, and you also said uh, it's it's like you can't keep up with it. There's so much happening, which is like really, um, really exciting. You know, it, it's a good problem to have, it's, right? That's yeah. what I was trying to say. Thank you. By the way, you, you can name names and point fingers. Yeah, oh, yeah, we, we like don't do yeah. dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. There's no dates. No dates. Exactly. Oh yes, yes. Now I've learned. <laughs> yeah. um, Nothing is happening next week. So, so the metro, <laughs> the metro Hartford Alliance is basically the chamber for that area, right. correct? Or is that right. is it just for Hartford or is that Greater like Hartford? Greater Hartford. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, why why did they feel like they needed to kind of have a whole new kind of um, uh, Persona, I guess, for the innovation, question. for the startups, and that kind of stuff. Right. That's a, that's an excellent excellent question. Um, you know, before the site launched, um, they developed an entrepreneur working group um, that was comprised of different members of the ecosystem from, and forgive me if I leave people out, uh, Connecticut uh, Innovations, I believe, CT Next. Um, we have uh, Connecticut Center for Advanced Technology working on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, different people from. UConn, so the CCEI, yep. help me out uh, here, yep, Connecticut right. Center for Entrepreneurship okay. and Innovation, um, <laughs> uh, University of Hartford. Um, so I'll, and um, you had mentioned Bruce Carlson yep. from CTC. CTC um, the Connecticut Technology Company. Thank yeah. you. Oh my gosh, there's so many acronyms. <laughs> acronyms, below, acronyms. So anyway, this, this kind of big group of people who said, you know, Okay, so I'm here in Connecticut, in Greater Hartford. What do I do? How do I start? Where, where do I go? And so the, the, the feeling was we could create this sort of hub that would be, you know, we're not going to hand out money for, you know, for startups, but here's where you go to get the resources you need. And here's people who are, you know, making things happen. And here are initiatives that are happening. So it sort of became a brand and a way to showcase the region as I said earlier. So that was sort of the premises. So, I mean, I think it started, I actually came on board June of 2016, and then the site um, launched a few months we, after. So We should note that the Metro Hartford Alliance is the Chamber of Commerce for the Greater Hartford area. Yes. Uh, it, it's not readily apparent by their name, which is kind of cool. They, they, they had undergone sort of a different rebranding uh, for that. So, so they had a natural interest in, in building this out. Right. Right. Yeah, and it's it. Well, uh, the reason why I ask, it as you know, it being the chambers, because chambers in general right now are kind of struggling to understand where they fit in in kind of the business community because right. the tr- the old traditional model is that you I mean most chambers right now usually have a leader that has been there for a while that's been cultivating the relationships and you know Oz was that right, for Metro right. Harvard Alliance mm-hmm. he stepped down what about a year and a half ago I think yeah um, but um but like a lot of these chambers have a single leader and they also are dealing with kind of like old kind of style businesses not kind of integrating them so it's just it's interesting to see that they they thought they had to have a different brand or a different kind of voice right. for the the innovator the startup the person that's trying to do new things versus the the same old right right so is there um so you so in, I know trifecta has been on you know the blog and and we kind of uh those a little oil back but have you seen that um there's sticking power with some people like there's there's some of the same people from three years ago still around or do you have you been seeing like a consistent churn of um, people coming through the ecosystem, especially um, Hartford. Another interesting question. Um, it's it's kind of cool that you just said that because we have um, 
just started doing follow-up interviews. So I actually featured a Trifecta, which I you were a different brand, I think. We were we, Fresh Farm Aquaponics. Right. So, yep. so, I mean, when I first featured the interview, it was um, Spencer, Spencer yep. right? Yep. Yeah, Spencer Curry. Just, um, just, just to interject, <clears throat> so what? you were a Fresh Farm Aquaponics. Yep. You changed <laughs> your name. Yep. And you announced what the name change was going to be. We did. Be. We did. I, I will have to say, um, you know, because it's going to launch, um, he did officially change. Oh wait a minute! So this is a little bit of he didn't announce it. This is a little bit of internal. Uh, I think jokes I think here. he did. I think he did it uh, before he went on his trip, so then he can come back like well, you know re re refreshed and ready to you know. Our, our producer uh, Chris uh, Chris tomorrow <laughs> uh, had had on the podcast multiple times said he was going to change the name of his company. And then and that was like six months ago. Yeah, and then never actually either changed the name or or and refused to say what the name would be. <laughs> and oh, so okay. so just to make sure he uh, doesn't live it down, we continually yeah. bring it up so that <laughs> this will continue for years. Ye exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so we digressed. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, so it's a, it's kind of cool that you brought that up. So because the site had started in um, 2015, it occurred to me as I was um, compiling a list of everybody I had interviewed um, over this past summer, and I thought, you know, we really need to do a Where Are They Now series. So I so sort of started doing that and reaching out to people and even um, reached out to Dave recently, Dave. Beside yep. me Scraping here. the um, bottom of the barrel. Yep. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but just, you know, it's like, okay, well, we featured this company. Wh what's happened? You mm -hmm. know, are you still there? Are you still not? Are, you know... Um, so it's kind of been cool to see how people have grown since then. Um, you know, I try to um, upcycle stories as often as I, as I can um, because um, in addition to curating the content for the site, I also do all the social media. So yep. I'm trying to stay on top of things and, and do shout outs when, whenever possible. So um, I may have lost what no, you said no, exactly I mean, I mean, the like question. I guess, well, my thing is that... <laughs> um, have like, I seen growth, I think well, you were saying. Well, growth and like... Change in an ecosystem takes time. Sure. It takes staying power. It takes people to commit. And you know, like one of the things that we've we've seen over the um, past few years, and sometimes as an entrepreneur, you get frustrated with, is like people that like they try for six months and they're like, oh, I couldn't make it. It's done. You know, right. kind of. You know, right. and it's it's not the the kind of oh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a you know a battle. It's gonna be a long thing. It's gonna be a slow, steady progress. So, it's um the real question is that have you seen um, one, staying power of certain entrepreneurs, innovators within the ecosystem and their evolution over the past few years? Uh, yes. To answer your question, yes. It's it's hard to think of something very specific and my mind is kind of um, rolling no. in, in, in terms of that. But, um, you know, uh, one example is just walking into this building and seeing the bear sign. So yep. bears and Jamie um, McDonald and his wife, I'm blanking on her name. I'm so sorry. Um, but they, they have grown exponentially, right? So they started off with one location, and now I can't even keep up. I think they have, they have like, like four or five. Four. Least, yeah. Yeah. So that's one example of, um, you know, someone who's really just growing and, and, and collaborating. And so it's really been kind of cool to follow their progress. Um, just seeing people who, um, you know, they've started off, for example, in the Yukon TIP, the uh, Technology Incubation Program, mm -hmm. and maybe they've moved on and they've grown out of that. Um, I've definitely heard of startups that have, you know, they've they've been bought. You mm -hmm. know, a larger company has taken over, and that's that's progress too. You know, it doesn't like oh. I don't look at that as like their startup failed. I look at it as like no. they succeeded I mean, I mean, and now they can do something else. Yeah. You know, entrepreneurs are looking to exit. So if you have yes. an entrepreneur that exited in some capacity, that's a good thing. That's yes. that's not that's something to be celebrated. It's not. I mean, granted, if it wasn't a you know hostile takeover or something <laughs> like that, you right. know, it wasn't a bad <laughs> scenario, but. Actually, no. you know, if we had an entrepreneur that went public and that was then subject to hostile takeover, 
That would be awesome. It, I mean, it would. It would. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, you would have made it at that point. You know? Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe less hostility, <laughs> but... Yeah. 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 At just, some point, you would have made it. I'm just saying that's like a month's worth of podcast right there. Yeah, there that's you go. Uh, yeah, you can just sit back. But, yeah. you know, just um, you know, circling back with people and seeing how they've pivoted and mm-hmm. they've changed to adapt their company to meet the market needs or meet the customer needs. Um, companies that I've interviewed that have started with two people that are now 10 or 20 or whatever people, and they're just growing and they're... They're, um, you know, exceeding their, their office space. So I've definitely experienced moments of that and, mm-hmm. and um, people I've connected with. Nice, nice. So I guess, is, uh, is, have there been any um, kind of uh, products or services that have come out of some of these companies in, in uh, the region that you kind of use on a regular basis? Oh, that I use on a regular basis? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I mean, as I walked in here with a latte, <laughs> you all know I drink a lot of coffee. Um, very often, people who know me are like, what, what do you do? Do you just drink lattes and talk to people all day, which is the you long need, and short Sometimes you need caffeine to do yes that. Yes and no. Um, well, so, some people need caffeine So I'm all. always um, promoting you know, the, the coffee shops that I interview, uh, Brick and Blend, Story and Soil. Um, I know I'm leading people yeah. out. but well, So those are some. Um, one of my reset favorites. reset companies, too. Yeah, yeah reset companies. Um, one of my favorite uh, interviews I did through our, the Reset Incubator was with Sweet Flex. Which um, oh, I, I don't know, remember them. them. I remember them. Yeah, they make those really cool leggings with the built-in um, resistance bands. I wear those things, really? and yeah. I I will definitely post on social media <laughs> when yeah. I'm wearing was, them. Was that what was that one of their like incubator companies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, that's a you'd product actually, that you'd actually you know use more calories just walking around. Yes. Yeah, so I was so excited to interview. I'm blanking. I I apologize because I meet so many people and I can't think of the names, but. Um, you know, when I was doing my research before I, I did the interview, um, I want to say that the person's um, Mac Shriver, I want to say his name is, and I apologize. I said, I'm already sold. You know, this product sounds amazing. Like, I can walk around and I'm burning extra calories. Sign me up. And he did. He sent me a fair. <laughs> um, so that's one of my favorite products. Um, you know, the Hartford Flavor Company, they've yep. just blown up. Their products are amazing, and they've moved on to different states. And I just, you know, I just want to give them a shout-out because they're amazing people. And um, Tom and Lelania, Dubai, 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 sorry. <laughs> um, their products are really great. And what I love about them is that they've purposely branded Hartford into their yeah. name mm-hmm. of their product. So that's a really cool one. We, um, we actually have people in uh, in Texas that uh, come up here and they're like, every time we come for the Hartford Flavor Company, we're like, really? That's and awesome. Like, okay, yeah, you know. yeah. So, I mean, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, I tell people this, this job for me has become very personal, right? You know, some of my closest people mm-hmm. in my tribe are people I've met through the, you know, just yep. interviewing. So, and I'm going to use their services, Vasu Tribe. Um, they're amazing. Um, their yoga studio and mm-hmm. um, spa. I go there monthly. Nice. I should go more often for yoga, but yeah. I don't. Um, massage is amazing. Um, Tainted has amazing events and they're really, um, mm-hmm. you know, hitting it hard with the Parkville community. And I want to digress into that because Parkville in Greater Hartford has been blowing up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before before yeah. we get to Parkville, yes. I just want to go back. We we talked to our research team, and uh, <laughs> we've uh, got a little bit of information on Sweet Flex. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think this is worth highlighting because I actually haven't heard I haven't heard from this company in a little while. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's okay. been 
I don't represent them or anything, but I, but I just, <laughs> but I, I, you know, usually you haven't come. judged on them in a while, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. I mean, you know, normally I run into companies more than a few times, and, and just curious to keep an eye on what's out there. But Sweetflex, which is sweet f l e x x dot com, so you can go ahead and take a look at it. We'll give them a nice big shout out. Uh, resistance leggings and posture tops for both men and women. Ooh, the posture tops actually is a big thing. It's like, that's a, who but couldn't use those? And, and the idea is you can use the resistance leggings theoretically under regular clothing, and you you would uh, and Nan, you can tell us if that's true or not. But uh, you know, if it's if they're thin enough to wear under clothing, but you could you could you know walk around all day, and you're losing extra calories by. I mean, mm. resistance. Or you can just use them to go to the gym and just. Yep. 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 I've definitely, um, you know, walked around the reservoir in them and, you know, yeah. long walks. Well, I, I will have to say. worn I them underneath anything, yeah. but, you know, I'm a girl. So. <laughs> also, I was but about to say, girls work. girls have a lot more flexibility in it's wearing leggings true. as an outfit. I yes. mean, I could do it, but, yeah. you know, I don't have that many long. Ooh, actually, I could do that. Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking looking at the at men's, look at the right men's one. Yeah, you, you look, look at the men's photo. A nice, handsome pair of legs right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, if I walked into a business meeting with those on, I could steal the spotlight. Yeah, but you'd have to. You'd have to. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely steal the spotlight. Yeah, but you have to yeah. march, you march in place the entire meeting to burn you, the yeah. calories. Your, your legs would be the center of attention. They would, I, I they have would. no not, not question my, about not, that. Not my hair anymore, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I will. I will say they do work. I can feel the difference when I'm wearing them. So yeah. Oh yeah. So so I w- one of the cool things about um, as being somebody in the ecosystem doing the podcast, I you know kind of knowing. Is that there's more people that I haven't heard of, or or known about, and it's it, again it, it's getting to the point where you can't keep up with everything. You can't go to all the events. Right. You can't Oops. do. You can't like commit to all that kind of stuff. So, that is again I never I didn't hear about them. Um, I'm, I was thinking of actually going. I haven't been to a Reset Flight Night in probably like probably about a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, and it, um, just quite frankly, because I have other stuff going on, right? And um, that is that is actually a sign to me that the ecosystem is definitely gaining speed and mm-hmm. with the whole CTC scale up. Like we're getting to that point where some things are going to start happening, in my opinion, over the next few years where you're going to have more companies exiting, more companies raising the real money and kind of, you know, staying in Connecticut. So sure. we'll, we'll see. But, you know, watch out for me at the next board meeting with those leggings on. So. What about Parkville? You're about to start in Parkville, yes. and I interrupted. No, it's okay. That's that's like it's good to talk about all the things. Um, there's so much activity going on there, and um, you know, I can give some shout outs to Parkville Sounds, Idle Wild, Wild Printing, Reset obviously is over there, Hartford Denim Company, um, Hands on Hartford, which has the cafe at 55, yep. where you will often find IDH slash me. <laughs> um, there's just been a lot of activity going on there, and I do want to give a shout out to. Um, the initiative that the Parkville Sounds Company has been working on, which is called Parkville Sessions. So they teamed up with CPTV, and they're creating these um, this series that highlights local companies and then touring bands that are coming through. And, um, you know, I was very, I was honored and privileged to be invited to their world premiere last week. Um, not last week, I'm sorry, recently. Yes, yeah. <laughs> there you yeah, go, no exactly. dates. Recently. Recently. Um, and it was just amazing to just see, like, these, I, you know, I call them kids, but, like, these these younger companies that are just making their mark on the area and just showcasing it. And you watch this this show, you know, the Parkville Sessions show, and you're like, wow, Hartford looks awesome, and um, there is stuff happening here. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I don't know, I just wanted to give them a little, little yeah. shout-out. And, and, I mean, 
you talking about Parkville also goes back to the people that are there and have been there for the past, you know, four or five years, right? I mean, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, what they're doing, and they're doing like the, you know, the, the, um, what is it, the uh, No Good Market Absolutely. and all that kind of stuff. Like, yep. I mean, th- that took time. It built up. Yep. It was a small thing. It go, went and got a little bit bigger and so forth and so on. So, I mean, that's kind of what we were talking about off, cam- uh, off camera, off, off mic, <laughs> was uh, was about, like, you, you need to have people to commit and say, I we are committing to this place, right. this region, right. this, you know, initiative, and we're going to stick it out. Like, right. we're going to take the small steps that to other people may seem big, but they're small steps that just continually turn into something bigger and uh, that, that, that lasts because again no good no good market has been i want to almost say like three years now two two and a yeah. half years yeah. have been going like yep. pretty consistently going they've, on they've so they've done a great job with and they it. have yeah, you know absolutely. and and they've more importantly i think built up the community which that hip the you know like the music the fashion the the, the culture right they, they've been a right. part of that so right yep yep <laughs> yeah so dave you're you're just itching to talk about your uh your 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 disapproval of your purchase with Apple. So I, I do not disapprove of it. There are things that I think are very cool. But uh, so part of this, this show is we, we, we invited Nan in to, to also sort of join us for a roundtable and, and talk about some you know, current topics. And as longtime listeners may know, uh, all three of you outside this room, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we, one of our uh, original co-hosts was Michael Kaufman, um, who I used to make fun of. Uh, constantly, but uh, Mike, uh, Mike Michael uh, had had talked on the podcast about buying an Apple Watch. I, I think it was he probably got first generation. It was a Gen One, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. And so he, he was very excited about it. And then he got it, and he was like, "I don't like it." And <laughs> yeah, things stopped using it too quickly. And so, uh, as usual, three years later, I say, I decide I want something. You know, like like after everybody else has done it, and then uh, so I decided to get an Apple Watch, and and I got the new uh, Gen Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason why I got it was because, as you can imagine, in my day job, things are just very busy. Mm-hmm. And I actually turned my ringer on my cell phone off because I'm getting a lot of calls through the office line. Um, and I tend to miss, like, but then, you know, there'll be an important call from my wife or family member or something, and I'll miss that call. And, and, I, and I won't notice it's come in till like, 5 p.m., because that you know I won't have have a chance yeah. to look right to, uh, look at my uh, phone until until the day call stops. Yep. Um, and then uh, and, and then you know sometimes I also sometimes you know I have clients know my cell phone and, and sometimes they call me there instead of on mm-hmm. my regular phone and, and that's uh, you know that gets annoying. It not, they're not annoying for that, <laughs> but it gets annoying because I miss the call. Oh, it does. It gets annoying. It I gets see annoying. That. I see that, Eric. <laughs> Um, clients, Eric. Sometimes calling okay. my cell phone, Eric. Um, I'll lose that number. And so, and so, you know, so, so I want to be more responsive. And I was thinking, boy, the Apple Watch would be great because its yeah. big thing is, it, it, you know, it'll tap me on the wrist to let me know that there's a uh, that there's an incoming call. And so now I'll know I can either, I should either go pick up the call or at least I knew that there was a call mm-hmm. and I can go back to it. However, is that worth four hundred dollars? No. Yeah. B- 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 <laughs> Billy, our, producer, our intern producer, is shaking his head going, you're yeah. insane. <laughs> um, you know, and then, you know, I, as, as a long time this was known, I'm a big fan of Disney. And so you can have a Mickey Mouse face on the watch and Mickey will tell you the time. Like you tap it and Mickey mm-hmm. says, hi, it's for you. know. Yep. And, and, uh, uh, and I like that. I thought that's very cute. $400? Yeah, and then did so, you wear a watch before this? No, 
Okay. I did not wear a watch at all. I, I used to wear a watch years ago, but I gave it up. I thought it was nice to not have to wear a watch. I always have my phone and mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and then I've been trying the other features, you know, heartbeat, tracking workouts and things like that. It doesn't really, I did, it just I, doesn't I, move the needle for no, you. No, I got, I got into weightlifting. It doesn't track weightlifting. Um, and so it's only good if you run, mm -hmm. right? Or, or doing a lot of aerobic exercises, but it's not even all that good if you do, like I have a recumbent bike at home, mm -hmm. you know, stationary recumbent bike. doesn't really track that very well. Um, so other than the fact that it's going to let me know if I'm about to have a heart attack, which is useful, it is. um, and, and goes into my own personal health paranoia, which is great. And it feeds that nicely. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't really know, you know, it, it doesn't have a killer app. Mm. After all this time, I can't say that the watch has a killer app, at least not, yeah. not for me. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you've given this review because I'm going to um, have my fiance oh. listen to this so, and to convince her not that, that she doesn't want me to buy her an Apple watch. So okay. I well, appreciate it. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, I hope. I just want to say that I hope <laughs> I have. Uh, that's what I'm here for. I mean, you know, it may be very useful, but I think you know, we have a technology-oriented uh, listener base. And if people have you know, they, what they think are killer apps for it, you know, let me know. I mean, it mm -hmm. is kind of nice to be able to answer the phone on my watch in a situation where I can't get to my phone right away yeah. or to, uh, you know, send out a text message where I can just speak it to my watch, a text message response. But even then... Because that just looks futuristic, right? Yeah. yeah well, I just, I'm either Dick Tracy or Star Trek, so I'm looking like I'm in the 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying... <laughs> but I, I, you know, I can't... Uh, I, I, I can't say that I've... You know, obviously, I spent 400. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to wear it until it breaks, but... I just can't imagine uh, yeah. quite the killer app for it. Now, now, Nan, do you do any Fitbit or wear a watch or anything like that? I do not, no. My hand is permanently cramped into the hold my uh, iPhone position. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, okay, so I've seen people, obviously I've been in conversations where people do the, you know, I'm doing the, the wrist flip oh, right yeah, now yeah. for listeners, you know, and they're looking down and they're being all futuristic. Um, it's not that much different than me looking at my phone all the time. No, so it's I'm, not. I can't figure out, and I'm not calling you an idiot for spending the four hundred dollars by any by any well, stretch. Fair but, enough. You know, I'm just trying to figure out like the convenience it. of okay, so now my like, my hands are literally hands free, but you know, I don't know. Everything looks everything looks so tiny on there. I'm like, how do yeah. you read <laughs> how do you read the message? The, the whole thing of having a device for your device. <laughs> you know, like, 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 you know, it's like, it's like we've got your, we've got your phone down to this really small, thin, you know, device, and now we're going to give you a smaller, thinner device so that you don't have to look at the small, thin device we just sold. So, so do you, yes. need, do you need your phone and the watch to be near each other? Uh, they need to be within Bluetooth range, unless mm. you got you, you get like the watch. It's basically a phone. Yes. Okay. Want, you get like you get that the, you get the uh, the data the LTE and everything. Uh, yeah, okay. package, which I did not do. Yeah, because you're just like, then I just don't need my phone, right? Yeah, well, and the funny thing is, even with the LTE package, like, you still need the phone. You still need the Apple registration and such. It, doesn't, it just doesn't need to connect to yeah. the phone. But. Because, like, if I, I could see it, like, going to the gym, you know, like, leave your phone at home and yada, yada, yeah. yada. But, yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm not sold but, on but it. But do you ever leave your phone? Seriously, no. do you ever go anywhere and leave no, your phone? No, I will have to say, I have, been, I have been making sure that my phone is not next to my bed. When I sleep, though. Uh, okay, Billy, you're not on a mic, but I gotta, I gotta ask this. You're nodding your head like crazy, like you just want <laughs> Apple to, you just want to get Apple in a bathtub and drown it. Is, is this an anti-Apple thing? He or has is an Apple phone. Yeah. No, I had a Fitbit, and I had bought it at Target, and I wore it for, I think, two weeks, and then I was like, this is not for me, so I went yeah. back to Target, and I lost a receipt, and I waited outside Target, and I sold it to a woman who was walking in. 
for the price that I bought it. Okay. Wow, that's so, actually pretty impressive. Yeah, Entrepreneurism so, yourself, I would say. I was about say. to say, what <laughs> we have an entrepreneur right I was, here? I, was gonna say, I, I hope everybody can hear that, but Billy had a Fitbit, didn't like it, and then sold it to a lady outside of a Target. Um, so Billy's a scalper. Is <laughs> 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 that even legal? <laughs> he was, and, the, and, the great, and the best part about it is that the woman did not want, wasn't going there to buy a Fitbit. She was, you know, she was just, <laughs> hey, listen, I got a Fitbit. I brought it here. Good right, salesman. Right, right now, there's a, there's a woman out there with her fist shaking to the sky, yelling, "Still a girl!" He got me. But yeah, I mean, I mean, my uh, my fiance Rachel, she she did the same thing with Fitbit. She got it. And she put and you know it uh, ran out of battery one day, and then she just put it into the you know uh, the drawer and didn't use it. And then she started wearing it again. I mean, she so she's a nurse, so she actually wants to know like how much she's walking and yep. everything. So she does it that way. But and she basically does it for work, <laughs> you know, just to track how much she's like walking around at work. But other than that, and it's, it's not, not going to make her walk more at work. She's no. just, she's just, no, she just wants to like put a number to it, which theoretically you could do with your phone because your phone actually tracks your steps. Exactly. So, you know, too many devices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing is now with the new Apple uh, iOS on the uh, on the phone, uh, I've also noticed that my phone is not that it wasn't before, but now it's like a lot smarter than I am. Um, now it'll tell me it. it so it, it sent me my phone sent me a video of uh, what I did this past summer. It, 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 on its own initiative, it yes, put it together did. a video. Yes, it, it's kind of it, creepy. And it took all my pictures from the summer, and it put them together to music, and it sent it to me and said, hey, here was your summer. And I'm watching the video, and frankly, it's not half bad. And the music's pretty good. And, and you look at, I'm looking at some times with my niece and nephew, and we took them out to a park, and I'm, I'm actually kind of like, turn up, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. This is the... You're toggling my emotions right now. Yes. Dan's making fun of my (laughs) emotional state. Um, And uh, the... And it's doing things like that. And then, of course, it always tells you, you know, like, you get in the car and you're like, you're 45 minutes from your office. Uh, Hello? Maybe I want to go somewhere else today. Mm -hmm. You know? It just... it starts predicting more and more what's going on, and it starts suggesting yep. things to you. Mm. Yeah, yeah I have purposely not um, put in my work address into Google or home <laughs> address into Google or anything like that because I just don't want them to be like, oh, you're going home or you're going this way. And, like, it's just I don't – they already know anyways, but still. Well, I, I work from home, so I don't know what my phone would be telling me. Just stay. Like, you stay, don't go anywhere. Stay. You don't go anywhere. <laughs> no, I mean, It's It's judging not, you. <laughs> Leave. Uh, she might be a hoarder. <laughs> no. You know, all, all of a sudden you get oh you get phone God. calls from hoarders. The TV show, be like, "Listen, do you need help?" Oh my God, no! <laughs> my biggest anti-fear there. No, no. So, so hopefully on a future episode, my wife is looking at new cars, yep. and so I've decided to try to use some of these uh, websites and apps to explore this, mm-hmm. right? Because. I hate going to dealerships. Really? Um, and I negotiate for a living, but I just don't like dealing with dealerships. And so so I'm trying to use, uh, we're, we're looking at using TrueCar, True Car, yeah. and then the Costco auto program. And I'm, I'm trying a few of these all oh, at really? once. And because and, I'm curious to like run an experiment and see how they is all is the true Is the TrueCar the one that will like bring it to you? Like you buy it online and then they bring it to you. You, you can, I think that's a service you can do, but it's more, it's more about connecting with a dealership okay. that has, that offers a better price. Okay. Um, but they do have, uh, there's one in California called Cartelligent, which is, uh, which really is a full service. You talk to somebody and then they negotiate on your behalf and all that. Really, that's interesting. Yeah, I kind of actually want to be baller enough one day where I, I come across the uh, one of those. Uh, Vending machines for cars, like in you know, in like oh, yeah. China or one of those, and I just be like, you know, I don't take that one. <laughs> Give me that, you know, we're we're good. 
<laughs> but like that's a, a real thing. Like vending machines for cars is one hundred percent a real thing. I can just see you standing there for hours putting a dollar in, <laughs> coming out. Well, I'm pretty sure you need like a black out. card or something. Just like, yeah. take it. Sta- standing, there in his, <laughs> you know? standing there in his sweet flex leggings. Exactly. <laughs> Stealing the show. Stealing the show. Watch me, watch my legs buy a new car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's going to be like a Mazda Miata that comes out or something. <laughs> the visual is just mind-blowing. <laughs> Okay, so Dan, if somebody wants to get a hold of you or or be featured on Innovation Destination Hartford or just check out the website, where do they go? Absolutely. They go to innovationhartford.com. Um, there's contact us links on there. We're also on social media, trying to build our LinkedIn profile um, presence. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So all of those things, they can reach any one of us directly. And they can go to our show notes. We'll have some information in there. We will. Absolutely. And uh, if you're ever in, uh, new, by you, I mean the audience, you're ever in New Haven, you want to check out the district and the law lab provided by Martha Kalanis, mm-hmm. you're all welcome to stop by and step in. And if you could, please go and uh, write a review on our uh, uh, about a, our podcast about if you like the Apple Watch or not. Um, <laughs> we'll use that as a way to inform Apple of uh, what they need to do on their next product release. But uh, if you just leave that review on our uh, podcast show, that'd be great. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Nan. Thanks. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. We would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalina for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make this show possible. See you next week.